The Bible says in the book of Psalms, chapter 27, verse 1, if you would put it up for me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. In another version, it says the strength of my life. Mm -hmm. Of whom shall I be afraid? Go on, put it up. Amen. Hallelujah. When the wicked advanced against me to devour me, it is my, uh, uh, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. Hallelujah. One thing I asked or one thing I desire from the Lord. And this only do I seek. This only do I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze on the beauty of the Lord. The beauty of the Lord. And to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe. His word today. You know, Sister Sherry, when I was younger, we used to do a, a thing, and I don't know if they still do it amongst the children. Somebody spoiled the game. I'm going to tell you the game. Mm -hmm. They used to say, if you could have any wish in the world, just one wish, oh, yeah. what would you wish for? <laughs> and so as kids, we used to say, I wish for all the money. And then we would argue, well, why all the money? I would wish for powers. Mm. Right. Well, if I had money, I could buy powers. <laughs> you know, as little kids, we'd make up these arguments, right? If I had money, I could buy power. And said, no, but you can't buy power to fly. And right. then, the, But if I had, what would you do with the power to fly? What good is that? You, you're just <laughs> flying around, but nothing else you could do. And we would argue. And then somebody would come along and say, well, if I, if I could have one wish, you know what I'd wish for? I'd wish for, and then Miss yes. America started saying, world peace. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know how, when the, uh, uh, it's a good spirit in here today. I hope there's a good spirit in your house today. But it would say people would say, "I want, I would wish for world peace. I would wish for whatever, whatever." And then somebody came along and spoiled the game. Do you know why? Yes, let me yes. test. Let me see if you know why. Why? What I did they wish say? for? Three more wishes. No, <laughs> womp, womp. I would wish oh. that every wish I wish for come through. I wish that whatever I ask for would be granted to me. And so they spoiled it because then it's like, oh, oh. then anything, then, then you could get any and everything. You know, they, <laughs> they messed up the thing. What are you talking about, Pastor Rich? <laughs> if you had one thing that was your heart's desire today, what would it be? I can hear somebody saying that of everything I desire. <laughs> well, it's interesting to me because you can desire anything in life. And one of the things we've been talking about, if you've been in prayer with us this week, is that our theme or my theme for this year and for the church, hopefully, mm -hmm. is that we please God in yes. every area of our lives, in every area of our lives. Yeah. You know, uh, it is 
2021 is going to bring many things to you. For some of you, it's going to be doors that you're going to walk through. For some of you, it's going to be new challenges. For some of you, it's going to be things that you've never uh, seen before. You're going to come upon many things. Hallelujah. But one thing you want to do in all that you do this year is make sure that God is pleased. For when God is pleased, Mm -hmm. that is when the exaltation comes. You know, it's like, it's like the father who sees the child trying. The father is able to reward the child. Mm-hmm. And the reward is not based on uh, 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 anything else other than what the father sees the child doing. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the child might not be able to accomplish the goal, but because of the heart behind it, mm-hmm. the father steps in. Right. I don't know about you, but I've had times when I know in my strength, I am not able to do certain things, but because my heart was in it, God has stepped in. Has God ever stepped in and helped you out in anything? David was known, some people even called him the light of Israel. Mm. I mean, David was somebody who, whenever you read the book of Psalms, which obviously if you've been following Church City all week, that is what Pastor Rich has been in. I've been heavy in the Psalms this week. But in the book of Psalms, you, you would see a roller coaster ride with David. You would read one time where he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Right. I shall not lack or want. Mm-hmm. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He lead me beside. And you would read these prolific things that he's saying about God. Mm-hmm. And even in the psalm that we read today, when you read the verses on, you would see something to the total opposite effect, mm-hmm. where he would say, Lord, let not my enemies try. Right. You see them coming. My Lord, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> Words that Jesus quoted on the cross came from the book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. My Lord, why have you abandoned me? Why do the heathens, you know, and then he goes on and he says these things. And you would notice from the book of Psalms, there's a pattern in David's life. It's, it's a pattern of mountain experiences and valley experiences. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I want to ask you, is your, is your life with the Lord uh, similar to David, where there are days where you are just, right. mm-hmm. you are high on God, mm-hmm. hallelujah, where you just, you cannot be shaken, but then there are days you look up to heaven and say, mm-hmm. where are you, God? Yeah. I want you to know that David understood that troubles and trials will come. It is not if, but when. Mm. It is not, it is the person who sits and is prepared for trials Mm. that will be able to handle when they come. Mm. And in the beginning of the Psalms, I like what he says, and I want to just highlight some things here. He says, you know, they refer to him as the light of Israel. A light is a guide. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a breakthrough. Mm. You know, yeah. uh, uh, whenever you watch movies and they go through a tunnel, they would be looking for the light at the end right. of the tunnel. If they're trapped in a cave, if you are ever in a dark space, right, right. what gives you hope is light. Yes. You know, uh, if you ever watched a movie where they got stuck in a tunnel and yeah. it caved in and they, they can't figure out how to get out. Mm-hmm. And even though there's... Uh, 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 they might be able to conjure up a physical light in the room Mm -hmm. by scratching a match. Mm -hmm. It's not the same as having an outer light break in to the darkness. 
And so, 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 so whenever that light, whenever they would travel or dig or whatever, they would see a glimpse of light. That was a ray of hope. And they often referred to David as a light of Israel. But then David said, no, 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 I'm not the true light. I'm just mere reflection of that light. Mm. And he starts it off by saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Mm -hmm. He is the glimmer of hope in the darkness. I want you to know today that if you're watching this, don't you let the darkness fool you and make you think that that's all there is. Mm. There is a glimmer of hope. There is a light that shines bright and he is the Lord your God. No matter what it is you're facing today, there is a light that will break through the darkness. If you're in depression today, I want to make this personal. You know, sometimes I feel like I need that glimmer of hope. Mm. Sometimes in your career, you need to know there's a glimmer of hope. Hallelujah. Sometimes you've been working hard and hard and and putting God first and feeling like this is nothing. But has anybody ever gotten to the place where they are tired and weary, tired of many things and you just need a light? David said this one thing he knew about the Lord in the ebbs of his relationship with the Lord when he's on a mountaintop or in the valley. He's confident about one thing, that the, 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 the glimmer of hope and the light that is always bringing him hope is the Lord. Amen. The Lord Amen. is my light and yeah, salvation. Yeah. And he says, because of that, he asked, whom shall I fear? What shall I be afraid of? You know, today you've been told consistently to be afraid of many things. Some of us are afraid of what tomorrow holds. God is your light and your salvation. This is the confidence you ought to have. Hallelujah. That, 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 that because he is who he is, there is nothing that can come against you that will destroy you. Amen. The Lord is your light. The Lord is your strength. Of whom shall I be afraid? Hallelujah. He says, whom shall I fear and whom shall I be afraid of? And then he goes on, when the wicked advance against me to devour me. I I want you to know today that David had a man who, David was a man who had a lot of enemies. And sometimes even the people of God has got enemies. He had a lot of people that didn't like him. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of people that wanted him hurt. He had a lot of people that wanted him to be gone. Mm -hmm. You know, today we've got a lot of enemies and it might not be physical enemies. It might be mental enemies. Have you ever felt like your enemies are surrounding you to devour you? Now, I can relate to this, Sister Sherry. Have you ever had your thoughts run wild on you that you feel like you're being devoured by your own thoughts? Mm. Being devoured by the voices that are constantly being thrown in your ears. Being devoured by, by I don't know, social media posts all day that is devouring your peace. Yeah. Make no mistakes, enemies come to eliminate you. Enemies come to destroy you. And David understood that enemies are coming to devour him. The Bible says this about your enemy. He is coming to steal. The thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. The enemy would love nothing more than to steal your peace of mind. You see, the enemy knows that as long as he got your mind and he's devoured this, He's devoured the man. You might not be able to understand this. Let me go a little further. There are times when I need my Bible. I'm just going to hold it for me for a second. I need my church back. There are times when I know the enemy 
is trying to devour my peace. You become an absent-minded individual. We're going to go a little further today. Have you ever been a person that is so focused on the attacks that you're not present in life anymore? I often preach and tell people how time flies. And I got two little boys that are just full of life that I know needs me as a father. And I'm there at times, but I'm not there. My mind is focused on the enemy. He's trying to devour me. I know I should play with them. I know they want to get on the video games and play play Cuphead. (laughs) I know they want dad take me outside and run and and play. But you're there, but you're not there. Have you ever been present, but not present? Have you ever prayed for things that God would bring into your life? And when they're in your life, you're not present to enjoy them. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about something else in the future. Has your thoughts ever gone so far that you just feel like you're not present? Been there, done that, got the Mm t-shirt. Hallelujah. Maybe something a doctor said Mm -hmm. is trying to attack your mind now. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you do, it is in the back of your mind racing. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've been consumed with Something that you've been feeding on and feasting on to the point now where it has got your mind. Maybe it is a desire inside of you that you just can't seem to bring to pass a dream. Mm -hmm. And time is passing and you're feeling like time is my enemy now. And the things that I wanted to do with my life, I may never accomplish. Mm -hmm. And, And you're present in life, but not present can you relate to this, Sister Sherry? I don't know who I'm talking to today. There might be people today, you're around friends and they're laughing, but it doesn't feel like you're enjoying the laugh. You don't feel like you're enjoying life anymore. Hallelujah. David said, my enemies advance to destroy me. And I want you to know that The enemy would love nothing more than to destroy your mind. But look at what he says. He says, because God is my light and my salvation, Mm -hmm. he said, it is the enemies and the foes who will actually be the ones to stumble and fall. The thing that are trying to kill you is the thing God is going to turn around to bring glory in your life. I want to declare to you that's the type of God that we serve today. He's the God that takes the thing that was meant to destroy you and use it to actually build you. I'm reminded often whenever I preach this, I'm always reminded of of the 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 the, the caterpillar that goes into the cocoon. Mm. The story of the little boy that is often told who saw the butterfly trying to break out of the cocoon Mm. and he saw the struggle. So what he did was took a little scissors to try to cut the the, the butterfly out. And when the butterfly came out, he fell and couldn't fly and be as beautiful as he was meant to be. The reason for that was because the butterfly needed the pressure. 
to push against him so that he could build strength in his wings. Without the pressure, the beauty of the wings would never be realized. You know, uh, 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 we've been fasting and I've lost a couple pounds and I looked at myself and I said I ought to hit a gym I was inspired (laughs) for like two seconds I said you ought to hit a gym here's the thing about when anybody goes to a gym that they tell you that muscles aren't built without resistance Mm. the reason I hate the gym Is because the only way to get the muscles is through resistance. Now, some people are fired up about that. Some of the guys go to the gym and they post the amount of weight. When I see the amount of weight they post, I say, oh, there is no need to lift that. But (laughs) I understand why they lift it. Right. Because it is in the lifting that, you know, to me, I just got to be honest. when When they post it, it just looks heavy <laughs> it just looks like no why in the world would you want to lift all of that why would you want to carry that weight why would you want to actually take it upon yourself stop looking at me like that why would you want to take it upon yourself to lift that weight Because unlike me, (laughs) who is not very smart in that area, (laughs) they know that the only way muscles will be built and longevity and long lastingness Mm -hmm. and how I will prolong my life is I have to have pressure. Many people want to avoid the pressure. Mm -hmm. It is in the pressure that you learn. That God is your salvation. See, David would have never understood, Sister Sherry, that the Lord is his light and salvation had he not had moments that he needed a light and And salvation. salvation. Many of us want the absence of issues, Mm. but it is in the presence of issues. See, it is all your perspective. How you look at the problem. Listen, in this, this world is not our home. And we're going to have problems mm-hmm. and we are going to face dilemmas. Mm-hmm. But knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors. Yes. It isn't. It, listen, I've been trying to lose. Me and my daughter had a bet this year. You know, you're not. But we mean, we, we, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you're just going to laugh at me in front of my church. Hallelujah. And you have a bet for this year, too. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to tell y'all just for the sake of the gospel. All right? I know y'all enjoying this. Type amen if you're enjoying this. I told my daughter at the beginning of 2020, I, I, I don't know what got into me. We were driving and I saw a, a, a video of Michael Jackson flashed in front of us. And I said, Michael Jackson was so skinny and trimmed. And of course, as an artist... I, you know, I said, man, yeah, I'm going to be Mike. I don't, you know, sometimes you could be led astray. <laughs> yes. So I turned to my daughter and I said, I'm going to be as slim and small as Michael Jackson yes. before 2020 is over. Right. I was not in tune with the spirit of God knowing there was going to be a pandemic and there was nothing to do but eat. <laughs> I, 
So I do. <laughs> what an unattainable goal. Stop laughing me. This whole family is just laughing at me right now. So I was, I was, it was, uh, I could have attained it. (laughs) Okay. But my problem was, you know, I I kept eating. (laughs) I just, I just couldn't, we don't got to tell all, Savannah. I just couldn't. Stop eating. I fasted for one week. Yeah. And I see the difference in my health, right? Every, every January, we all do it. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Fasting is not easy. Yeah. Do you understand yeah, that? Yeah. Praising is not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, worshiping God and dedicating time yeah. to God. So many things fight for that. I was so blessed to see so many of you on Zoom every week seeking yes. God. The problem with us, though, is that we do it in January and we don't do it in February and March and April and May. And so we wonder for the rest of the year, why don't I experience the goodness of God that I'm experiencing January year round? This year has uh, uh, started off with many things that are trying to steal your peace already. You turn on the TV. It's trying to steal your peace. You go on social media. It's trying to steal your peace. And many voices are already trying to steal your peace. But I can tell you this week that in the midst of all these storms, I've had the joy of the Lord flooding my heart. I've had the light and salvation that God is saying, it doesn't matter what is happening. I am the light. It doesn't matter who's coming to devour your mind. The reason we don't experience it is the same reason I don't get muscles. It's the same reasons I have the struggles. And somebody pray for me. Don't judge me. Hallelujah. No, judge me. Judge me. (laughs) And pray for me and encourage me. Do it all. Hallelujah. It's because you don't like the resistance. But in order to know that there's a light and a salvation of available for you there must be an enemy coming to devour you and you will be able to say like David he said listen I didn't even get to my my, my scripture yet he said even though my enemies come against me it is the very same enemies that God will cause to fall and use to cause me to triumph you know it was Goliath who brought David to glory without a Goliath they wouldn't know who David was You need a Goliath in your life. Come on, somebody. A Goliath is the only way you're going to know what the sling in your hand is capable of. Oh, gosh, I'm preaching today. Somebody ought to type that. Without Goliath, I would never know how powerful my sling is. In other words, the thing that you might. Who in the world have you ever heard in any army? From the Greeks to the Persians to the Babylonians to to modern day warfare from France to England to Africa to Asia to America to China. Where in any of their artillery have you saw a sling? (laughs) Come on, talk to me today. Ain't nobody running to defend themselves and say, let me get two slings. (laughs) It looks so insignificant because you can make it in your backyard. Right. You can pick up a rock and throw it. You don't even need a sling. You got a hand. Mm -hmm. But you will never know what looks insignificant, how much power it has in your life until a Goliath comes along. That was a word right there. 
You will never know the little thing that you've been overlooking in your life, how God can use it to destroy the enemies of God. You never know what you have. There's people in this room that can testify yeah. that in 2020, mm-hmm. it was the little areas. Hallelujah. Yeah. See, in the book, see, uh, 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 in the book of Songs of Solomon, Solomon wrote this. He said, he said, it's the little foxes mm. that destroys the thing. It's the little areas that we don't cover up and look at that matter. It's yes. the little things in your life that God has put right in front of you that you don't invest in. It's the things that he's put right there that you can turn that into something. But you you keep seeing Goliath, hallelujah, right. and you never see what God has placed in your hand. But it is the Goliath that is there that is going to bring it out. Event, You see, somebody this year learned how to be a business person yeah. because they were threatened with being broke. Y'all in here, I'm going to preach a little bit. Somebody in 2020 became wealthy because broke was chasing them. You see, when Goliath comes along, he bring out the sling in you. Somebody started, jump-started something they should have jump-start for years because Goliath showed his head. Somebody Fixed a relationship that was dying for years because Goliath showed his head. Because you were threatened to be, you know, in March, we all thought, and even now, they're making it sound like we're going to die again of Corona, right? Uh, 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 These threats made you, whenever, listen, listen, it is in the face of trials that you see ingenuity. You know, if I were able to speak freely this year, you know, so many things you look and you saw. What happened in 2020, Goliath will bring out the sling that you didn't know you had. And God will show you that it is his power behind what you have that makes the difference. Mm -hmm. For David said it, I didn't come to fight with sword and shield, but I came to fight in the name of the Lord. He said, though an army besiege me. You know what besiege means? It feels like I'm surrounded by darkness. Songwriter says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Remind yourself in those moments. He says, though war break out against me. No, look, I want you to see the words he's saying. He says, though an army besiege me, my heart will not fail. What does that mean? If an entire army surrounds you and they're coming to kill you, most likely there is no hope. Mm. Your heart, your whole idea of making it through this will fail but David said even when the enemy besieges me Mm. my heart still ain't giving up he said the war break out against me even then will I be confident and then he goes and he says this because of all of this in other words David is saying Y'all don't understand what I've been through as a man of war. David was such a man of war. And and everything he prayed there happened in David's life. I can show you where they happened. David went to Ziklag and all his family, his wives, his children, everybody was taken. And they took everything from him, ransacked everything he'd ever owned. Mm -hmm. 
and everything was gone. The enemy had taken everything from him. The only thing that was left was nothing. And and when he turned around, his own army murmured against him and said, nah, nah, we shouldn't, this dude right here, we shouldn't follow him. And David in that moment went to the Lord and inquired of the Lord and the Lord spoke to him. David understood and the Lord recovered, caused him to, she said, shall I recover? God said, go recover all. Mm. He went and recovered all. So David understood what it was like to be in war, but to know that God is able. God is able. Mm -hmm. And I got a feeling that his tone switched in the middle of this Psalm right here Mm -hmm. from verse number four. As David is seeing that it doesn't matter where I am, the Lord's got me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who come up against me, the Lord has got me. It doesn't matter what I go through, the Lord has got me. He stopped chasing things. He stopped looking at everything else. And then he said this, put up that scripture there for me. He said, one thing, hallelujah, uh, uh, one thing I've desired, go on, go on, put that, uh, there it is. He said this, he said, one thing I ask from the Lord. In other words, if David was playing the game, David would say, there's only one thing I desire from the Lord. And then he says this word, he said, this only do I seek. Remember what Jesus said? And Jesus said, don't live like the people who don't know the Lord. He says, don't live like the, 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 the <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to put a word there. Don't live like those who chase after these things. For he said this, this is what Jesus said. He said that the father knows the things you have need of even before you ask. God knows today all of your needs. Yeah. He says, but one thing, Jesus said it. Mm-hmm. He said, but one thing you do. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Yeah. Then all these things shall be added. And David understood that. Mm-hmm. David said, the one thing I ask from the Lord, and this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord All the days of my life. In other words, what is he saying here? David is saying that, Lord, you got a place where you dwell. It's your house. Mm. Hallelujah. I just don't want to be a visitor of your house. Mm. I want to have a room Mm. in your house. Mm. And that's my desire. My desire, Lord, is not to visit you every now and then when I need you. You know, people come visit your house Mm -hmm. every now and then to check in on you. Mm -hmm. We got some check-in Christians. Mm -hmm. You don't experience the joy of my house by checking in. You got to live here. (laughs) There's a difference. Hallelujah. You know, you... When people come to my house that check in, they can't pull the fridge at will. Right. They can't pull the cabinets at will and fix themselves whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll offer them a drink here right. and there. Right. Mm-hmm. 
But that's all they'll get is whatever I offer them. But those that dwell in the house have access to what's available in the house. David said, God, I don't want to be somebody who visits you. And he is saying, this is my one desire. Mm -hmm. And this is the one thing I seek after, that I may dwell in your house. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on and he says that I may gaze at the beauty of the Lord. Mm -hmm. That, my friend, is called worshiping. That I may be in his presence and just be awestruck Mm -hmm. at how loving he is and how good he is and how mighty his works are now we're not talking about a physical place Mm -hmm. we're talking about a spiritual presence that can be with you all year long so how does that work out practically i'm done i'm done i remember one time i was a young man Mm -hmm. hallelujah and i had a court situation And I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything bad. But I was asked to come before a judge Mm -hmm. to state my case. Mm -hmm. And I just begun to feel overwhelmed. And I said to myself, going there, just get ready to pay whatever they're going to ask you to pay or whatever they... There's no fairness in the situation. Mm -hmm. And the Lord spoke to me as a young man and he said to me, I was young, I was Mm -hmm. very young. Mm -hmm. He said to me, why do you believe that I'm not in your situations? Why do you believe that my presence is not in every situation and I'm with you? Why do you believe that when I say I will never leave you nor forsake you, why do you decide when I can and can't be? Around you. Why do you make the decision when my presence is okay? Mm-hmm. Why do you only access me whenever you feel like? Mm-hmm. And I began to pray as I was driving to the court. I said, Lord, you're God. And you know that what I'm facing here, I'm totally not responsible for. Mm-hmm. Let this pass and do it. Mm -hmm. Do you know that when I got into that courtroom, they didn't even ask or look or even check. The guy just said, I don't even know what happened, Sister Mm -hmm. Sherry. And I walked out of there and God says, don't you know that I can fight your battles in circumstances that you have no power to fight in? I begun to rejoice as a young child. I begun to rejoice Mm -hmm. because what it was, was God showing me. The beauty of the Lord. That I can sit back and know that I got a God who fights my battles. Hallelujah. I remember one time I was besieged. An army of thoughts tried to drown me. Mm. There was a time this left arm begun to pain. Mm. I was playing basketball one time and this left arm totally became numb. You sent me to the hospital. Mm -hmm. What you didn't know was that in my thoughts for those weeks, I had what was called panic attacks. Mm -hmm. The enemy just kept telling me 
just like your father yeah. died, yeah. you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see your children grow up. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see them get married because mm-hmm. my father died early. He said, you're going to die just like him. Mm-hmm. And there I was in my house. And I would see my children and literally in my mind, I would have these attacks feeling like I'm besieged by the enemy. And I'm thinking to myself, now this going to sound crazy. What is this child going to say at my funeral? Mm -hmm. I'm seeing these morbid thoughts. And I begun to call on the Lord And God gave me a breakthrough. I've never had that happen again in my life. Mm -hmm. And silence the thoughts that would try to keep me in a depressed state Mm -hmm. of mind. I have seen God's beauty break through in my mind Mm -hmm. and said, no, son, you will not die. That was so many years ago, Sister Sherry. I'm still alive today. I went to the uh, the hospital, did an EKG, did one lash, did one. I'm good, y'all. God has been keeping me. God, let me tell you something. Here's the point I'm trying to make. The enemy sometimes tried to seize your thoughts and tell you that what happened to such and such is going to happen to you and you're going to fail. There were times, I remember, hallelujah, I did everything I could, hallelujah, to take care of this family. We had had another child. We outgrew the place where we lived. Mm -hmm. And I remember doing everything I could to get a loan to get the place we live in. And I remember them telling us, you got the loan, you good, everything, contract signed. Only to go to the table of signing. Mm -hmm. And they tell us, your loan ain't coming through. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. And I sat there. Family's in the room. Everybody's in the room. I just put my head down. I ain't had nothing to say. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, under my breath, I was saying, God, you will never see the righteous forsaken or seed begging bread. You, You are going to open a door. And boom. He opened the door many times. So I understand what David said when I just want to dwell in your temple and sit back and gaze on the beauty of the Lord. In other words, whenever those moments come to destroy, you're working at the job and the enemy comes in and is using somebody against you, using this. You're living in in times where the enemy is using voices. Stuff is coming up against you. Those are times to say, God, the only thing I want to do is dwell with your presence and gaze on your beauty and behold what God does in your life. It just causes you to sit back and say, you know what? God, all I want to do is, Lord, you know what? It ain't a thing in this world that is more beautiful than you. The way you work, the way you turn beauty for ashes, hallelujah. The way you take mourning into joy, the way you take lives that are unlooked at, lives that are insignificant and make them into something. The way you take, oh God, it it is beautiful, the work of the Lord. It is beauty. Look from Genesis to Revelation. He's the God in Genesis that steps into nothing and said, let there be something. And the very first thing he said in the darkness was, let there be light. Hallelujah. Let there be hope in chaos. That's the God we serve. If you are listening to me today, I don't care how 
dark it is. The Lord is your light. The Lord is your salvation. I don't care how dark the enemy might try to make us. You look, listen. This is why I say I I, I am I, I love the Lord our God, and that's like David. My one desire is to behold Him and to gaze upon His beauty. He's beautiful. It's beautiful how he takes things that are rejected and make them beautiful. It's beautiful how he can take a place known as a cross, mm. a place of death, yes. a place that was scorned, a place that said you're a criminal yes. and make it a place of glory. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. It's yes. beautiful mm. how he could take, hallelujah, a boy who was insignificant like David mm. and overlooked his own father. Mm. Hallelujah. Didn't think he was worthy to come to the, to, to the selection process. Yes. He was overlooked and caused a shepherd boy to become one of the greatest kings hallelujah it is beautiful how god steps into a time when all the babies are being slaughtered when all the babies are being slaughtered and put one in a basket and pitch a tar put an ark give him an ark in the water he's the god of the ark hallelujah and take a baby and bring him through a system that was actually designed to kill him bring him through the same system educate him in the same system so that he may come back to the system to free god's people it is beautiful how he works it is beautiful how god hallelujah will take a man by the name of daniel hallelujah who all he had was a prayer life but because of this prayer life he would allow him to go into a pit a a, a lion's den and shut the lion's mouth to elevate him above all of the wisest men all of the it is a beautiful how god takes the insignificant and he causes them to come to the forefront what do all of these men have in common one thing they desire. Mm, yes. One thing they wanted. Mm-hmm. To see God's will done. Yes. Because it's beautiful to watch how he does mm-hmm. what he does. Mm-hmm. And I want to preface this by saying this because we can often think that the story is about David. Mm-hmm. David is trying to tell you that the story is not about Moses. The story is not about Joseph. Mm -hmm. The story is not about Paul. Mm -hmm. He's trying to tell you that the story is about the light. The story is about the house of the Lord. And when you dwell in it, the wonders you see. It's not a story of Mm -hmm. men who have done great things. It's a story about a great God who has done great things with weak men. And one thing I desire this year, Church City, is that no matter what comes my way, Mm. one thing I will seek after, to be in his house, in his tabernacle, in his presence, and to gaze upon his beauty. For I will say like David, then he will set me upon a rock. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. He's a good God. Yes. 
That's my word for you today. We continue in fasting and pray. I want to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. If you're watching this broadcast, would you put down a prayer request at the bottom and let's pray for you. Um, and if you have not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, pray with me. Say, Father God, Father God I, ask I ask you to come into my life, into my life and, forgive me and forgive me of every, of sin. every sin. I ask you, I ask you to Lord Jesus, to Lord Jesus uh, be, the Lord be the Lord of my life. Of my life. I am yours from today. I'm yours from today. Allow, me Allow me to hold the behold the beauty, behold the beauty of, your of your salvation in my life. In my life. Change, my heart Change my heart like only you can. Like only you can. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you and your family. And we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you. And uh, we love you. And we want to continue to do the work of the ministry. Thank you. This is your boy, and I'm out.